Welcome back to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by senior on the Boston University women's lacrosse team, Quinn Ferry. Last season, Quinn started all 18 of BU's games this past season, and she tied for third most ground balls on the team uh, with with uh, 20 and 20 caused turnovers, scooped up at least one ground ball in 10 games, which allowed her to be Patriot League Defender of the Week back in April. Uh, before college, Quinn was a two-time team captain at CB East, a U.S. lacrosse all-academic All-American, a two-time Suburban One All-League, a two-time Under Armour All-America affiliate highlight team, and was an academic All-American for high school as well. Uh, Quinn, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? Yeah, thank you for having me. Things are great. We're in finals week, so kind of getting ready to go back for winter break, but things are good. Yeah, how was your fall semester for you both on and off the field? Yeah, fall was, it's always busy. Um, It's a learning experience for sure. We have a lot of new girls um, on our team. We played a lot of tough competition, so that was good. Practiced a ton. Um, Did a lot of team bonding stuff. Uh, kind of on the field and then off the field just busy I'm a senior so I have to start figuring out what I'm doing next year so a lot of that and just kind of trying to enjoy the last few months with my teammates and my friends that sounds like it's a lot of fun obviously very stressful though uh, because usually when you graduate or move on to a different part of your life you sort of know what's expect what's what happens after but now it's like what's next like after you graduate college because there's really not really a set path so I'm in the same yeah, boat exactly. as you are, so I understand completely. Yeah, now, yeah, definitely a little nerve-wracking, but it'll it'll all work out. For sure, for sure. Well, what was your off-season like in regards to your training and what you've been doing uh, during the summer and uh, during the fall uh, to get ready for the upcoming season As it, from an individual standpoint? Like, what's some things that you feel like you need to work on? Right. So in the summer, kind of, um, I'm sure similar to most um, lacrosse teams at the collegiate level, we have a summer packet that we go through kind of with lifts, conditioning stuff, as well as like different drills and things. So as a defender, it's a lot of footwork. It's a lot of um, cone drills, um, change of speed, clearing, those sorts of things. So a lot of that in the summer, just to prepare to get back in the fall. When we get back in the fall, we kind of go through a similar kind of setup um, with like lifts conditioning. We have a few different like testing things as far as um, like run test and lifting kind of like we do the beep test here. A lot of schools do. I've heard of a lot of different ones, but our main one is the beep test. And for lifting, we kind of do um, push up. I think we do back squat, chin ups, things like that. So it's just a lot of different lifts and stuff leading up to those testing to kind of like get us back. Um, Individually, a lot of what I've been working on is a lot of stick work and footwork, just because I think as a defender, footwork is kind of the most important thing. It allows you to like go up against top notch competition Um, and then stick work kind of underrated skill as a defender. You don't really think that they would need a ton of stick work, but a lot of the pressure kind of falls on us, I guess, in the clear um, so we still have to work on that to be able to carry the ball up and get it on our offensive end. So, yeah. Now, like you mentioned before, you're a senior this season. So what type of leadership uh, have you tried to bring to the team and what you want to bring to the team? Uh, would you consider yourself more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? 
Yeah, I think that I'm kind of a mix of both. Um, we definitely have a lot of different leadership styles on our team, which is why we mesh so well together, especially in the senior class. Um, I'm definitely a very vocal person, um, very energetic and love to talk on and off the field. So I'd say definitely vocal leader as well as lead by example, love putting in the extra work outside of practice, um, whether that's like conditioning or stick work or like lacrosse related stuff. So I think I'm definitely a mix of both. And I hope to continue to bring both of those this season. Now, what was fall ball? What was fall ball like for your team? And what did you take away from the games that your team played? And overall, how have the new players have looked since you mentioned that you have over 10 freshmen this year? Yeah, so fall ball was it was good. We are really uh, fortunate to be able to travel for fall ball and have a lot of competition um, which I know a lot of other schools um, don't necessarily do. So we have a lot of play days, uh, primarily in October. So we played a lot of good competition, including like UMass. We played USC. They traveled here to play us. Um, great games. We learned a lot from them. Like you said, we have a lot of new faces on the team. But honestly, when they get out on the field, you can't even tell that they're freshmen. They're so great, so confident. Um, and I think a lot of that definitely comes from like our upperclassmen leadership and making them feel comfortable in practice so that then they can perform well in games. Um, I'm really excited to see a lot of them this spring kind of shine um, in like our Patriot League play. I think they'll do a really good job. So really looking forward to that. Now, what are your team's goals and expectations uh, for the upcoming season uh, from your perspective and I guess from the coaches as well? Yeah, I think we go into each fall and then spring semester kind of setting our goals as making it to a Patriot League championship. I think that's something since I've been a freshman here, we've kind of strove for. And I think we've made good steps each year to get there. Um, but I think this year is definitely the year that we can get there. So I think that's our main goal. Um, just upset the competition and get to that Patriot League championship that we've been working for. Now, individually, what do you want to see yourself accomplish next year for your final year? Yeah, so I think personally, um, it's it's kind of different as a as a defender. I feel like we don't usually get a ton of like the accolades and things like it's kind of hard to strive for those as defense. But I think mine are more just kind of like team based, making sure like we as a team do really well and everyone has a good spring semester and kind of like finish out my career here the best that I can. So just kind of have a blast with my team. Um, I know it's kind of very broad, but that's, yeah, really it. Well, I know you say that you don't get a lot of accolades, but I feel like uh, with all of this, when just looking at statistics with all the cost turnovers and ground balls that you have gotten, it's definitely doesn't go unnoticed uh, for someone that watches mm -hmm. the sport and really appreciates the game that you have. So I just wanted to let you know about that. Thank you. <laughs> So let's transition and talk about the beginning of your lacrosse career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. Uh, so sure. from the research I did on yourself, it says that you're from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing lacrosse? Yeah, so um, Doylestown, Pennsylvania, kind of like a suburb outside of Philly, um, kind of started playing lacrosse primarily because one of my good friends um, was playing and her dad was the coach. And so we just kind of got into it. It was just kind of another one of those sports that everyone started playing similar to like soccer, field hockey. It's like, why not? It was kind of in like a ton of sports at the time. So it was fun. Um, 
and then kind of stuck with it just because I fell in love with it. Um, kind of like started getting good at it. My friend's dad was still the coach. So it was fun, like having him coach my mom coached a little bit. Um, so it was just kind of like a good community. Um, and it was a different sport than what everyone else was playing. So I just loved that. And growing up, did you have like a favorite player or team that you like to watch? Yeah, I kind of, um, for team wise, I always loved UNC. I, they were kind of, um, on the top. I loved them and, um, Maryland's kind of rivalry. So always did that. I was always one of those kids who was going to like the UNC overnight camps, like all the time, loved them, kind of all their players. So yeah, definitely was a big fan of them when I was younger. Now, before college, you played for your high school team with Central Buckets East. Uh, talk about your high school mm-hmm. lacrosse experience and what you took away from it. And what's like the best memory you have from your time there? Yeah, so loved playing for my high school. We were a public high school. Um, and we kind of had this like huge rivalry with, uh, so there was like CB East, CB West, and CB South. CB East, which is where I went, and CB West were kind of like the biggest rivalry. So that was always like the biggest game of the year. Um, so that was probably my favorite memory was beating them my senior year in overtime by one um, was a blast. And then just kind of overall, my high school experience playing lacrosse, we weren't the best team by any means. Um, but it was kind of fun because I had a lot of my friends come and try out for the team, kind of girls who never played lacrosse before. And we just had a lot of fun playing together. Like practices were always a blast. Loved my coaches. Um, and then my, one of my like best friends was also on the team with me who I also played club with. So it was kind of fun going from like club to then high school with her and kind of like seeing the differences there. But yeah, it was just a lot of fun playing for my high school. You also played club lacrosse for the ultimate PA team. Um, How did you think that experience helped prepare you for college lacrosse? I think joining that team was like the sole reason that I could play college lacrosse, honestly. Um, I kind of joined with my friend who I played in high school with, whose dad was our coach growing up. Um, And we kind of just joined because he kind of persuaded us to, and we were like, why not? Like, it'll be fun way to meet other people. Um, And I kind of stayed with like the same group of people from, I think like seventh grade till we graduated on this club team. Um, And it was always just so much fun, like, especially in the summers, traveling to tournaments together, renting like Airbnbs with each other's families, like road tripping, all of that different stuff. Um, And then definitely on the field, just like a lot of good competition um, with club lacrosse, especially with Ultimate PA, we played a lot of really good teams, a lot of those Maryland and Long Island teams. Um, and it allowed me to get like a lot of looks from different colleges in the recruiting process. Our kind of like founder of the Ultimate um, Club was Michelle DeJulius, who's kind of also the founder of the WPLO, which was really sick. So got really close with her. She helped me a lot in the recruiting process. Um, so yeah, owe a lot to that club team. Well, let's talk about your recruitment process now. Uh, so what was that like for yourself and what made BU the school that you wanted to go to versus other schools you might have looked yeah. at? Yeah, so my recruiting process was a little unique just because my year was the first year that the rule changed. So we kind of started, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the rule change that happened. Yeah, it's uh, recruiting. you can't start recruiting players until they're juniors in high school, right? Yes. So that kind of went into effect my sophomore year or my, yeah, my sophomore year. 
So we kind of went from like reaching out to coaches, communicating with coaches. And then all of a sudden, like we had to stop. And it was kind of weird because a lot of girls in my class were like committed and then other people like were about to be committed and then couldn't. Um, So it was just like a really interesting process and no one really knew how to navigate it because we were the first um, people experiencing it. So it was definitely, um, it was a learning experience. Um, A lot of patience and persistence, just emailing coaches and having to be okay with like not getting responses back. You never knew like if they were going to come to your games, if they were interested, nothing like that. Um, Yeah. So it was definitely interesting, but I think in regards to BU, um, I was kind of late to commit here. Um, I was really keeping my options open. And then I connected with Coach Morton through Michelle DeJulius, who um, I had worked or worked with and played under at Ultimate. Um, and I never had really considered BU. I didn't honestly even know anything about their lacrosse team or anything, um, even though I had grown up like coming to Boston and um, all of that. But I think when I came to campus and I stepped on campus for like the first time, I kind of fell in love with it. Um, and it was interesting because I wasn't really looking at city schools. Um, but then right when I got here, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is the place. It was just like a mix of being in the city, the hustle and bustle, obviously great academic institution. And then also meeting the coaching staff. Um, it was just, it seemed like the perfect fit. Now, as a freshman, what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse? That's kind of a loaded question because it was COVID year. So there were definitely a lot of adjustments going on. Um, It was a very unique freshman year, I think, compared to a lot of um, other grades. Um, Freshman years, just because we couldn't really be with the whole team. So I think that was kind of the biggest adjustment. But I think at the end of the day, that kind of prepared me a lot more for college lacrosse because it was a nice segue between like high school to then college because like there was like that in between where like we weren't like overwhelmed with everything we were kind of like slowly like pushed into it if that makes sense but I think that was just the biggest adjustment was like being with everyone um playing the games yeah everything is just a different pace in the college level yeah I probably should have been more specific regarding that question more just like what's the on the field wise was the speed of the game sort of something that took you some time to adjust to was the physicality especially as a defender um obviously that right. everyone had to deal with the circumstances that you were going through which was an adjustment for everybody I guess I more meant like on the field stuff that stood out to you right I think um so my freshman year I was actually a midfielder I was my midfielder my freshman and sophomore year um definitely always loved defense better um but I think yeah the biggest adjustment was definitely the physicality and the speed of everything I think um our coach always says it like the people who get to like the division one level are like always like the best on their high school team the best on their club team like all of that and then you get to the college level and everyone was the best on their high school team or the best on their um club team so it's definitely like you go from being like a standout player to then kind of having to like keep up with everyone and everyone's like so good so it was definitely like the pace of the game, the speed, physicality, um, all of that. People's stick work in the college level is incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. So let's talk about um, your college experience thus far. So you play in the Patriot League, 
And I feel like it's an underrated uh, conference for women's lacrosse because there's a lot of good teams and players and there's a lot of parity in the conference as well. So from a player's perspective, what's it like being a part of the Patriot League and just the competition that you guys face each game? Yeah, I think I totally agree. Definitely underrated league. Um, we have like the Army, Navy, Loyola, who are always great competition, make it to the playoffs all the time. Um, I think playing in the Patriot League is so cool just because everyone that we're playing, like they're such great academic institutions. So you know that everyone we're playing and just like have such great work ethic and are just going to do like such cool things. Um, I also think we get to like travel to a lot of cool different places. We loved playing in like the Army and Navy stadiums. It's so cool traveling there. Same with like Loyola um, with their facilities. Um, we get to go to like Bucknell, to Lehigh, all these different places. And as someone from Pennsylvania, um, going to like the Lehigh's, it's really cool getting to like have friends come and watch. Um, and yeah, I think. What's yeah, your really cool conference. Yeah, what's like your favorite road field to play in? Mm. I go back and forth between Navy's stadium because we play in the football um stadium and Army's, but I think I think Navy's I All like right. better. All right, that's good. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, you mentioned that you went switched positions in the middle of your college career, so this sort of ties into this question. But what would you say is like the biggest improvement you've made to your game since you started college? Um. Yeah, so I switched to straight defense after my kind of my sophomore year, like a little bit into my junior year. Um, But I think the biggest improvement I've made is definitely just my confidence on the field. Um, I think that's something that I kind of like lacked as a freshman and sophomore. Um, I think a lot to do with like COVID and just like the adjustment period. But um, I think kind of once I was confident in my like relationships with my teammates, and my like own abilities, I was able to like play more freely, um, which just made me like a better player overall. So let's talk about your team a little bit. So one thing that I noticed uh, pre- while preparing for this interview was you guys went two and 15 your sophomore year, uh, but it seemed like mm-hmm. you guys bounced back uh, this past year going nine and nine. So my question is what yeah. led to your team's improvement from your sophomore year to your junior year? And just what did you take away from your team's performance this past season that you think you can help build upon Uh, for your senior year yeah I think we did a lot of work um last fall just kind of reflecting on the previous year and obviously it wasn't a record we were happy with um so I think a lot of people were kind of driven by that and kind of like the anger they felt from the year before and that result so I think people just came in like ready to work and we kind of dove into like the fundamentals honestly um and just like reworking how we did things we got um a new defense coach um last year who actually came from Loyola which is obviously like a great team um so she kind of came in with a lot of new and fresh ideas and kind of like reworked our defense which I think helped us like tremendously um and then I think offensively just working on building chemistry kind of finding those people who are like leaders on the field um to kind of run the offense through but yeah I think a lot of it was camaraderie and a lot of it was just kind of looking and reflecting on the year before and kind of reworking the things that weren't working when we were 2015. Yeah, and one of the biggest moments from your season last year was when you guys upset Navy, who was ranked 20th at the time. 
uh, just talk about that upset and sort of what it meant to your program because I think it sort of proved to everybody that you guys can compete with those ranked teams. Yeah, that was a great, great game. Great feeling, obviously. Um, I think the biggest thing going into that game was we were all just kind of determined to like play and have fun with it. Honestly, we we knew our scout really well. Um, we had practiced really well the week before, but we were kind of just going in with the, into it with like nothing to lose mentality. Um, and I think we just had a lot of fun on the field and we all dove into like what our, our like um, individual roles were. Um, and we obviously paid off. So I think it kind of gave us a lot of momentum for the rest of the season. So I want to transition now and go into a segment I like to call six questions that have nothing to do with sports. And the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field, um, which I think is important um, in regards to promoting your team. So uh, and if you need time to answer any of these questions, I can give you my response so you have more time to think about it. So. Uh, first question is, if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? Ooh. Hmm. Maybe like, uh, maybe like Jennifer Aniston, I hmm. think. Yeah, that, yeah, her. That's a good answer. <laughs> We're in the holiday season. So what is the most underrated holiday and what's the most overrated holiday? Overrated Halloween by far. Not a big Halloween fan. So I think that's an overrated holiday and underrated. I'm going to go with Easter. I don't think Easter gets, gets enough hype. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you on Halloween just because once you can't go right. trick-or-treating anymore, it's not as fun as it used to be. Exactly. Sort of yeah. To like imagine on Christmas, you guys, you can't exchange gifts anymore. Once you become an adult, it just, the, the holiday, it takes away the best part yeah. of the holiday. Exactly. Um, so I'm totally with you on that. I would say for yeah. me, the most underrated is probably Thanksgiving uh, just because um, it sort of gets overshadowed by Christmas and Halloween but in itself, it's really nice because you get a week off, sort of a week off, but it's sort of like not a lot of pressure right. with thinking about getting gifts for people who can just go to someone's house, have good food and watch football. So I always enjoy that one. That's a good one. I love Thanksgiving too. Now, what is the most annoying song that you think everyone seems to like? Oh, you might have to go first for this one. Um, I would say for me, there's, I, I don't know. I, I I was thinking about this. I would say, uh, one song that people like that, well, one song that a lot of people like that people don't is, um, the song I don't care by Charlie XCX. Um, cause they play it at yeah. every game I go to. And I just, I've heard it so many times. I kind of, I kind of get annoyed hearing about it, either that one or uptown funk, just because it got overplayed so much. Uh, yeah. know it's a good song. I can appreciate it for that, but unfortunately when i hear something so many times like to a point it gets to a point where i can't listen to it anymore so i'll go with those two yeah i would have to agree with both of those I'm trying to think of other ones i think i love a lot of her newer stuff but i think a lot of old taylor swift gets overplayed oh that's a hot take because i know a lot of people like her that is a hot <laughs> yeah i do like her but some of the some of the songs overplayed I could see that a little bit. I would say, though, I honestly like a lot of Taylor Swift's older music than her newer stuff, personally. 
Oh, really? Yeah, like I really like the 1989 album and uh, the one Yeah. where she does You Belong With Me and uh, I forgot the one Right. with, like, you know what I'm talking about. Those, Yes, those two it albums is, yeah. I really, I really like listen to sometimes. So uh, those don't get old for me. There's certain songs that don't get old and then there's some that do. So it's kind of strange how my musical taste works a little bit. So now let's get on to the next question is, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Yeah, right. Yeah, trying to think. Well, I recently saw the new Hunger Games movie. Have you seen that yet? I've never read or seen any of the Hunger Games franchise, so... Oh my God. <laughs> So yeah, I saw the new Hunger Games movie um, and I loved it. So I think that I would have to go with that is the most interesting thing I've seen this week. Well, since you're a BU player, I was reading this article about uh, Macklin Celebrini, who's projected to go number one overall. I'm in the draft next summer. And I just think it's interesting because he's 17 years old and they he Right. found a way to sort of, I guess, speed his way through high school and play on the BU team, which is pretty impressive. So I think that's pretty crazy. I don't know if they do that for lacrosse or not, but I just thought that was awesome to read. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. Now, speaking of your team, which player on the BU Mm -hmm. lacrosse team has the best off-the-field style, besides yourself, obviously? <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. A lot. Of, we have a few people who have some pretty good style. Definitely one of them. I'm going to have to go with Ellie Stevenson. She um, is a sophomore on our team. She has this long fur coat that she always wears that I love. Um, who else? Yeah, she has great style. And hmm. I'm trying to think. A lot of different styles, Mm -hmm. but I'll go with her. I think, yeah, her. now one last non-lacrosse question which is what is one place you would love to travel to soon I want to go to Bali so bad. is that in indonesia Mm -hmm. that's a It unique is. place i haven't heard anyone say say that Yeah, I've been, I wanted to go there for a while. I saw like a video about it like a while ago, um, just about like how like pretty it is and affordable once you're there and stuff. So I just think that would be pretty cool to go to. It, it definitely seems like a nice place, but unfortunately, Quinn, I don't know if I can be on a plane for more than 10 hours. I think I would go crazy. That is the one downside. So Yeah. um, I don't know if I'll ever go there in my lifetime. So I'd do something a little more easier travel, which will probably be like the West Coast. I'd love to go there and see what that's all about since I've only been Okay. sort of those person most of my life. Anywhere particular in the West Coast? Probably like uh, like places in California, like um, Northern California Yeah. to see like the Redwood Forest and um, Lake Tahoe. And then obviously to go to Southern California and see L.A., but not just California, like Vegas, Arizona and Seattle would be cool to visit as well. Just because there's like a lot to explore and walk around, which is more of my type Yeah. of vacation instead of just like lying down and relaxing. And I know people like that, but I'm more like I want to explore somewhere different that I've never Yeah, been. two things. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Let's get back to some lacrosse questions now. Uh, so the first last one really I want to ask you was uh, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? Yeah, I think um, it's definitely grown a lot over the last few years, especially me just being in college. Um, all the rule changes this last year, and they're still kind of modifying them. I think those are kind of the biggest ones, just kind of finding – 
um, a way to make our game more similar, I think, to the men's game and more entertaining um, and kind of like speed it up. I think all of like the stoppages um, in the women's game just kind of makes it um, not as appealing. So I think just like still working on um, the rules while also making it like a safe game. Um, I know that was like one of the biggest things with the rule change. Um, but kind of similar to that, I think like, I mean, it's being added to the Olympics. It's there's the pro league now. I think it's definitely growing a lot. So just continuing to do all of that and kind of advocate for it as women's lacrosse players. Yeah, for sure. Have the, were the refs more strict calling some of those fouls? Cause I know it's easier to get a green card in the midfield, uh, compared to last yeah. year. And I know some players <laughs> yeah, were upset it was- about that. It was crazy over the fall because we also didn't know like some of the rules um, and they're still being changed and like modified. But a lot of the initial ones coming in in the fall were like kind of subjective, honestly, like a lot of the green card stuff. So it was just interesting going from game to game and being like, okay, a ref might call this. The ref might not like I'm not sure. And like just getting used to the rules, too, because like we're so used to like a fast paced game. So sometimes we would forget and then have to like go back. And yeah, yeah, it takes takes a lot of practice and patience. But um, it was good that we got to play so much in the fall and kind of get used to them. Um, yeah, because it was definitely interesting to learn all of those. For sure. And I hope that the refs were probably more strict in the fall so they can get used to it. So when spring comes around, they sort of know what is and what isn't. Um, but I yeah. don't, it makes, it's kind of funny to me because obviously a lot of the talk is trying to make the game shorter, like under three mm-hmm. hours. And a lot of these new rule changes seem to be making the game take longer, which is, I think even you guys probably want the game to end a little bit sooner than it does now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely ironic. Well, before we let you go, Quinn, I just wanted to give you the chance to give any shout outs to any of your family members, teammates, friends, and, uh, I know you're the first BU player to come on the podcast, but who should be the next one to do that as well? So feel free to let me know who should we have on, who we should have on next. Yeah. Um, shout outs. Let's think. I'll shout out, obviously, my coaches. And I'll also shout out my roommates. I live with um, four of my teammates, Kaylin Isaacson, Riley Agris, Avery Jones, and Hannah Tillier. And I think that the next person from our team, you're saying? It could be from your team or um, another team, like a friend of yours. So, Okay, from my team, I think that a good person to bring on would be Ellie Stevenson, the one that whose fashion style. Um, but then someone from a different school, I would have to say one of my good friends plays um, at UVA, Casey Hogarth. So she would be a fun to interview for sure. Well, luckily for you, we've already had her on the podcast. So you can uh, check that episode. Oh, no way. A lot of fun. Yes, yes. She's a really nice <laughs> person. It was fun to oh. interview her. So Yeah, very cool. Well, I would love to interview Ellie and learn more about the fur coat. I think that will be very interesting yes, to get the backstory that. on that. but. Uh, Quinn, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day and coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I think you're a great player and an even better person. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you you and your team accomplish next season. And I can't wait to see it. But thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me.